Hello, guys, and welcome to the Bosby Lane podcast. It's your boy, Ugo. And today we're going to be doing something completely different. So we have a guest uh, today. Um, he's going to be giving us a, a view of what Arsenal uh, Football Club looks like, uh, you know, currently, as well as what a post-COVID-19 Arsenal is going to look like. Uh, we'll talk generally speaking about uh, COVID-19 and, you know, what uh, life entertainment and sports generally would look like um, after we get through this pandemic. Uh, we'll also take a look at uh, whether the EPL should resume or the season should get voided. And we'll, we'll probably <laughs> take a look at biased and unbiased opinion with regards to that specifically. So, yeah, um, yeah so welcoming the guests, Buka, what's up? Hi man, I'm good. Uh, it's great to be on the show. Um, I've I've been uh, looking forward to this for a while now. So yeah, it's good to be here. Well, great. not here. It's good to be <laughs> with you in in spirit. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Uh, uh, really, really uh, glad that you could join us today, and I'm I'm happy to have you on board. Uh, just for um. To be completely transparent, Buka is my brother, and uh, it's it's great to have him on. He he's an ardent um, Arsenal fan, uh, you know. So we yeah. grew up watching um, football together, and and the rivalry mm -hmm. in the family was always there. And you know, that is an Arsenal fan. Fan, you are an Arsenal fan, and I was kind of alone in my corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, dad was uh, a closet a closet Chelsea fan, but. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And, and mom was a Barcelona fan, even though she never yeah. watched. It, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right, let's so let's get into it. Um, so for you know, how are you coping with COVID nineteen to start with? How, what what are you doing? Like, how are you keeping busy? Like, you know, how are you dealing with it? Um, well, for the most part, for the most part, watching Netflix. Um, if, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, that's like that's probably like twenty percent of the day. But um, pretty much just trying to um, stay engaged. You know, um, maybe do some drawing, try to do some writing every once in a while, read. Uh, yeah, really, just everything to stay um, to stay meaningfully indoors <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah, but really just trying to create a little more. Um, I recorded my audio book recently, which was <clears throat> as over the past week, which was, um, which was fun because it's been coming. So it's good to get that out of the way and hopefully, hopefully um, put it out in the coming days. And yeah, yeah. It's at least it's the one positive thing that's come out of this period. Great, great, and I should I should say that I've 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 had a sneak peek into uh, Buka's um, audiobook, and it's it's coming along nicely. Uh, just for uh, for everyone to know, Buka is an author, uh, content creator, I would say, because he he's into you know so many different types of content. His content platform, Embury. <laughs> that car is, is is amazing and uh should be something that people should check out i i, I totally love uh the stories that are up there and, and things like that so but anyways um so what do you think sports is going to look like after covid19 i mean do you think we're going to jump right into it and have you know packed stadiums or packed packed event arenas or, you know, what, what's going to yeah. happen <clears throat> Well, I mean, obviously, it's hard to say even when 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 we can expect that comeback. 
but um, the, the the expectation would be that um, more efforts would be put to ensure that there's like reasonable reasonable degree of um, social distancing. I think that's going to become um, an important an important trend now moving forward. Um, maybe we might have we might I don't know I'm 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 just guessing that there might be some kind of um, regulations put in place to ensure that stadiums um, are safe in the first place for supporters. But I I, I get the sense that most most supporters most fans won't really won't really mind <laughs> so much you know to yeah. just they just everyone's really everyone's really just excited to get back. So I, I expect that. Um, I expect that there will be measures put in place, but hopefully when it does come back, not much would have changed, like in terms of our how we how we interact with the sports, right? Because it's it's a lot of intimacy we're talking about here. Most yeah. people go to the we go to the arenas, you know, to get a feel of the sports. It's not quite the same as watching it on 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 TV at home. Yeah. So um I, I think you know, a lot will have to be taken into consideration. One to, to make sure it's safe for people in the first place, but also to restore that um that that passion, which is what what drives the game. Well, I'm yeah. thinking of football when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I, I think you're you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, the the one thing I would say though is that I think until a vaccine is developed and disseminated yeah. across the world, I I I, I doubt that you know public events will, will would be able to carry on because we, we yeah. may risk you know another outbreak if people were to go back now the bundesliga for instance is uh thinking about reopening their league in may um one of the things that you know in, to take into consideration with that and, and you know they were they were giving an example of what um that opening would look like without fans um obviously they want to complete the league um and they were saying that 240 people uh, is what it takes to to produce the game. And and what I mean is the players, the the officiating, uh, the, or the officiating yeah. staff, the, the 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 media, and so so you yeah, need a minimum of 240 people to, wow. to get you a game. That's a lot of people. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. That, that is that is a lot of people, and 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 someone asked a very very pertinent question. I think it was John Champion in one of the ESPN shows, and he said, "Well, what happens if one player tests positive? Like yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, the, you know, you know, are you going to punish the team by saying that risk. player? You know, yeah. So like, that, you know, it's it's a very difficult um, um, situation, I would say. I mean, we've seen UFC trying to buy islands. <laughs> That's probably the extreme. I'm getting to buy, buy wow. islands and host UFC events wow. at an island. Uh, you know, so, but, you know, there, there's so many different um, <laughs> ideas out there. But I feel that it's it's going to be really, really difficult to open up, to, to start having huge events where you have massive uh, flocks of people sitting in such... Yeah. Yeah, close proximity to one another. Yeah, it will yeah. it's, it's, be hard, like you said. It, that a lot of it would depend on, a lot of it would depend on when um, we're able to have, you know, concrete, um, like a vaccine rather, not you know, just having like concrete measures that that we know that can deal with with the um, you know um, the illness to start with, and yeah, perhaps people are people are are, are you know growing immune to it, but. Um, as far as it's still out there, it's very difficult. Like I don't see how I don't see how any easy um, shortcuts around it. 
yeah. you know, for the football, if you're saying it takes 250 people, then you're talking of like minimum contact. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very difficult during the games. We see people, yeah. we see people spitting, you know, sweating. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a healthy exchange of bodily fluids for sure. That's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not it's not it's not going to be easy. Yeah, and and the backroom staff as well who have to deal with like cleanups after and everything, you know. And no, no one's looking out for their 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 health, you know. And I, it's interesting because <clears throat> I was reading somewhere that Wimbledon, Wimbledon um, has been paying about two million two million pounds yeah. um, for for uh, insurance against the pandemic. I think they've been doing this for several years now, you know. And they, they've, they've, I think they must, have paid, they, must, yeah, they must have paid a very handsome check. And <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm wondering if it's possible that other, other, um, other sports organizations have taken such measures in the past. Um, well, I mean, for, I think, I think certainly it would, it would be the case now, even if they weren't. <laughs> before, yeah, 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 definitely now. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, the premiums will probably go up as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great, great returns. But, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to see people going straight back in. I think. Um, but the question of whether or not the, the the league will return, I think that's that's probably what we're what we're what we're looking at now is is very difficult to say, right? Because yeah. if it's going to take another, if it's going to take another three, four months, you know, to get a vaccine, then we're looking at almost well, the end. Three, three, four months is really, really optimistic because, I mean, uh, when, you listen to, when you listen to the, the, experts, the experts, they say um, 18 months minimum. Um, yeah. uh, well, 18 months maximum, I would say. I mean, maximum. but um, uh, people are saying that 12 months could be the minimum. So it's, 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 it's probably going to take some time. But anyways, I mean... I think for me, I feel when we, we'll see how Bundesliga rolls it out in other events, and 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 probably they provide a template. There'll be lessons learned from you know yeah. those openings, I mean, and they can it, be transferred to other uh, events. Other events, yeah. Theoretically speaking, you can see how you know maybe if they're able to isolate those, um, if it's two hundred and fifty people or two hundred people that are required to pull off a game, if they're isolated or if the people who are most likely to come into contact with each other. Or everyone who's going to be involved in the production of the game can um, self-isolate for a period, and they are tested. And they can detect, yeah, <laughs> you have to test them every single and time. And they're isolated. Yeah. Like if everyone, yeah. if everyone, like so, I mean, football football clubs have huge facilities, right? So if they can isolate the the team or, and and staff in in their in their um, in their stadiums or in their in their their hotels or or other facilities that they have for accommodation in the stadiums for a, a reasonable amount of time and we're certain that none of the none of the people involved in the production of the game are affected then i think it might make sense you know in that way at least to finish yeah. up this season at least to well finish i mean up this season. I, th I think what you have to keep in mind as well is that that would be a very very large operation and and from an ethical point of view um does it make sense to keep testing yeah. Um, you know, just uh, a select group of people because I'm, you're talking 240 yeah, for just yeah. game. I and mean, think about the number of games that you need yeah. to have, and you know the the number of people that you need to isolate. So it's it 
uh, you know, and then people need tests. So, you know, you want to waste the tests that we have and <laughs> just football. So I, you know, ultimately I'm not optimistic that it's going to come back anytime soon, which takes us to the next question. Really good segue to ask, you know, should the season be voided? I mean, the EPL, I mean, should it be voided? And I've, I've heard um, different ideas around this, uh, you know, and, and so let's lay it out. There, there's, there's several options. One option is yeah. you cancel the season. Yeah. And, um, you know, 2019, 2020 season never happened, you know, nothing. And we move on to the next season. Uh, and then that, which means that, you know, no titles are handed over, no promotion spots are given, no relegations, nothing. We just restart. So, so it's just 20, a do-over, yeah. Yeah, it's a do-over. The other option is um, you, 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 you finish the season, right? You, you complete the season. So you play the last few games. Um, yeah. And then you see how it plays out. And then the final option is you just give, uh, you know, hand of hand the title over like, to Liverpool. Consider the season ended as as is. As as is, yeah. And you you hand the the, the title over to Liverpool. Um, whoever is in the top four spot gets, you know, the, the Champions yeah. League places, and whoever is in the relegation battle gets relegated. So yeah, which relegated. of those options, you know, do you think? Um, Yes. I mean, it's different. It's, it's different levels of it's different levels of equity and fairness here that we're looking at, right? Like, because because um, from a Liverpool from a Liverpool point of view, um, it's easy to see why it's easy to see why they would they would feel hard done by if they don't get um, if they don't if they don't if they don't get an opportunity to finish what they've started, yeah. um, and as well for other teams that are knocking on for the um, top spot and promotion. Um, so I mean I would say in in their in their view it would probably be better to consider the season concluded and calculate the points as is and award um benefits ahead of the next season. Um considering the season null and void would be I think it would be pretty harsh. It would be pretty harsh because um, Well, I mean <laughs> I, like I I understand your point of view and and it's 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 I, I don't think there are any um easy answers with regards to this. I think people will yeah. suffer either way. So pe people might argue that, well, there are people who have game in hand, uh, there are pe uh, games in hand. There are people, so people still have a mathematical chance. Exactly. Uh, people could have crawled out of the relegation battle. So is it is it fair to, to, to condemn them to relegation at the end of the season? At, at, you know, just, you know, by ending it the way it is. Um, I'll give you my, my biased and unbiased opinion about this. Um, my biased opinion is that we should end this, uh, we should uh, cancel the season. Um, I don't want to see Liverpool win the league. I'm not going to yeah. be apologetic yeah. about it at all. <laughs> And 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 even even if, even if that means playing Europa League um, next season, even when I felt wow. we probably wow. had a great chance. That, that's um, a, that's a huge sacrifice. Into... I mean, you guys are likely. Yeah, you you have a good chance. You have yeah. a good chance getting into. Yeah, but I, I I read I read up the Europa League. Sport. Sorry. You don't already have a top four spot, though, do no, you? No, don't, don't. So, so I'd say you suspend the league and uh, sorry, you cancel the league and um, start again because for me. You know, the unbiased opinion, if we're being completely fair, is that, let's be honest, Liverpool deserves to win the league. No doubt yeah. about it. But um, probably some teams in the bottom half, uh, you know, in the relegation spot, probably had a chance to, would have had a chance to climb out of it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and 
it's it's really really significant for those teams. Like it's it, it, their financial implications when you get dropped into champ, the championship, you get relegated. Yeah. So yeah. if if we're trying to be fair across the board, um, I would say canceling the season is probably the right thing to do, um, and and starting again uh, next season, and and that gives us time as, as well to to prepare for next season to to figure Thank out. You. Exactly what's going on with the virus, and and um, you know, and, and get that—that that would be my opinion, anyways. But but, but I, I I totally understand why Liverpool would would feel hard done yeah. by by by, yeah. by uh, canceling the season. But it, I wouldn't lose. Would. <laughs> they would. It would. It would. It would be very difficult. It would be very difficult for for them um, as a club and as fans to just accept that. Yeah. But um, but I, I I definitely see your point. Like there's 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 ramifications for um, concluding the season in their favor in that way, mm-hmm. which which wouldn't really go well with the, with the with the other other teams. And I mean I I don't have much sympathy for Liverpool myself, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I think they worked. I think they worked really really hard yeah. this season, and it, it would be sense. a shame. It would be a shame really for them not to get the title. Yeah, I, I agree. And especially because this would be their first Premier League title, uh, the first yeah. league title in 30 years. So it's like it's it will be the, the it will be a very, very harsh one. But, you know, the funny thing is, like, I was joking about this with some United fans. Obviously, we said, what if coronavirus denied Liverpool the championship? And it's like, OK, this is this is beautiful. Like, it's anyway, for, for me, well, it's not beautiful. The, the virus is not beautiful. Let's, let's be very clear about that. Uh, but yeah. Liverpool yeah. gets to lose um, their championship Liverpool. potentially. Yeah. I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> okay. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't. I have zero sympathy for them. Um. Anyways. Um. Moving on. <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. Like what's up? Like what's up with Arsenal? Like when when the season and, and I'll just start by saying when the season was starting and you and I you know had several conversations about this already and when when the season was starting we felt like Arsenal was in prime position had a great um, um, transfer window you know bringing in yeah. Ceballos already you know you had um, Obama Yang who's you know prolific <laughs> in front of goal um, you know brought in David Luiz, maybe a sketchy buy, but yeah, you brought him in. Yeah. And I, Jim, I felt like from last season to this season that you guys were actually kicking on, like got to the finals of the Europa League. You you did very well. I mean, in that competition last season, uh, you yeah. were able to show signs of, you know, improvement on that Unai Emery. And, and all of a sudden, it everything just went... It's all, fiddle, it's all fizzled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... So what what happened? I, I guess Unai 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 maybe um, took a lot of, did did a lot of gambling, yeah. um, bringing on bringing in the young boys into the team. You know the likes of Gwendozi and Maitland Niles um, and uh, Joe Willock and Co. Bringing them into the team and kind of taking a taking a, taking a hard line on 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 some of the more established players probably because he felt they weren't performing or whatever. And, you know, the results, the results, I mean, to be fair to him, to be fair to him, he may, he, he may have had a very good point. Um, some of the players were not playing to his instructions or they just didn't understand each other, or perhaps his, his system just wasn't suited for the team. Um, I thought, I thought Ceballos was a good um, addition to the team, but it's been unfortunate to see that he hasn't really, he hasn't really delivered on the promise of, 
of, of what we expected. And, you know, it would be a shame really to see him just go back to Real Madrid without having given much to um, to the club. Um, what, what, well, where, where we are now, where we are now is a bit more... Is a bit more reassuring in terms of the results we picked up. Sorry, um, before, before before we talk about where you are right now, I wanted to um, you know point out something you just said about you know Unai putting a little bit more too much faith in the in in the youths. Do you feel yeah. that that project um, was given enough time to see exactly where it, it was headed? Um, I would say, I would say, I would say. It didn't have the luxury. It didn't have the luxury. <laughs> it didn't have the luxury Why? of time. Why? It couldn't have been afforded that much time because Arsenal, what we needed um, after Wenger, well, what we needed after Wenger was a was a turnaround um, and with di- with clear a clear vision of where we were headed. Um, Unai Unai seemed at, at, at the initial stage to have something of the nature. But um, I think um, maybe Asen Wenger's demons might have been lurking in his in his um, office because <laughs> he started to show some of those he started to show some of those um, some of those tenets of you know um, being a little stubborn maybe in yeah. terms of his in terms of well, his tactics. Isn't every manager very? I, I feel like it's every manager should be stubborn because I mean it's it's their vision. It's they're trying to yeah. achieve something, and sometimes. It needs time, and I, 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 I feel like we can. I know that you know we have very a few minutes to go, but and um, I know we can go into yeah, yeah. Um, you know football today, and, and and if managers are being given enough time, and and how much we yeah. attribute to managers and, and and things like that, and that that could be a conversation for later on. But so moving on to how much we, how much power they really have, right? Yeah, and I, so 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 moving move, moving on yeah. to Arsenal today and where you guys are and what the future looks like probably doesn't make any yeah. sense to talk about Freddie Lundberg because it was just a disaster. But, um, yeah. so, Ateta, <laughs> it, was, it was a letdown. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Ateta, so yeah. So what, what do you think? Do you think he, he's up to the task and, you know, what do you think his vision is really? Mikel? Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's probably where, where you can, you can say, um, the, the board might have been justified in making the decision early, as early as they did with Unai, is that um, with Mikel coming on board, it's very evident. Like it's clear what his vision is. Like it, it's not there's no there's there's no ambiguity. He's someone who understands the English game. He knows a lot of those boys um, from the academy as well. He's been at he's been at the club, you know, played. And I think um, what we needed what we needed at Arsenal after Wenger was not someone coming in with. Um, necessarily brand new ideas, you know, <laughs> with a lot of mystery, but just more like someone who understands the game, someone who understands the modern game in the way that that um, that Mikel is proving to. And I think it's it's clear the team there. There's been that that response as well um, from the team, you know, both young and old players. So I think I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with his managerial, his man management skills as well, right? Because his um his tactics on 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 the field aren't that much different from what we know Arsenal to be like right like it's 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 a it's, it's it was just basically him coming in and hitting the reset button back to basics tackle defend with your lives and um you know take take grab the game by the scruff and that's really been that's really been um 
what has been responsible for the turnaround we've seen. I think uh, he he as well has put faith in in the young ones, you know, um, especially Bukayo Saka, who's completely <laughs> been a revelation this 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 past few months. It's, it's a shame, really, that 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 the season was cut short because I think he was really going to do something special. And of course, Gabriel Martinelli, who's been showing those signs even um, with Emery on board. But I think definitely what Mikel is doing, he is rebuilding, but he's rebuilding whilst um, acknowledging the core of the of the team and the core of the club which is just that that yeah so so do, do, do you think that there is a certain bias towards Atenta because of who he is uh, being a, an Arsenal legend uh, also being Pep's uh, prodigy and, yeah. and and coming with that aura uh, coming from Manchester yeah. City and things like that because when we look at the the actual numbers um it doesn't really suggest there's been an improvement uh, from from Emery um, from 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 I mean, Emery to Ateta. So, slightly, right? well, like I mean, the, the, the win, the win percentage, the win percentages are, are, um, are. I mean, as of February, I mean, the the win percentage from Emery. Okay, so when at the time Emery left, he had a twenty three point five percent winning percentage. Um, yeah. Freddie Lundberg had a twenty percent winning percentage, and. And Atleta has a fourteen point three percent win percentage, so that, which is much lower than than both yeah. Um, yeah. Emery and Lundberg. So, I, I, I mean, there's been five draws, <laughs> right? So I'm I'm yeah. just wondering, uh, where's the improvement? Because I I'm I'm trying to understand. Is it just a feeling, or is it you know real improvement? Um, it's it's definitely it's definitely it's definitely a real improvement. I think um on the pitch it's clear to see like from the way the team's been playing. Um I mean I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know um what the what the the loss stats would show for Emery. Um but I think I think we have we have managed to concede fewer goals in, in the time that Ateta has come in. Like we, we concede we concede much fewer goals per game yeah. and we do our team does seem together. And I think a lot of what football is, right, is, is is about the emotion. A lot of it is emotional. And I think as a manager in the modern game, you do need to establish, you do need to have that connection with the, the, fans. With the audience, with the crowd, yeah. with the fans. Like it's not, yeah. it's not, it's so, no so use do you, to you. Do, you, do you think Emery couldn't just connect with the fans and that was his biggest problem? And, and coming from a Manchester United perspective, I would say, I didn't, I didn't think David Moyes connected with the fans. And, but yeah. is it possible that you know losing whoever was going to succeed Wenger was going to have that problem anyway? Was going to have a tough job, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And I mean, the language barrier was a huge that was a huge factor, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, because it, it it came out that a lot of the players couldn't understand his instructions, mm-hmm. especially the younger ones. You know, the academy lads, they weren't really understanding a lot of what he was saying. So I think that that was not to his advantage. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Ateta's status as a club, as a as a former club captain, and you know someone who's actually won titles at the club, or rather won trophies, <laughs> not titles. Which one? Which one? He's won. He's won. He's, he won what? what uh, but um, he's, he's, he's won titles. He's won titles at City. So. He's won titles at City, so you know. I mean, he's he's someone who's respected in the game, especially in the English game. And I think that was that was definitely a huge factor um, yep. in his favor. And um, as well, I think I think 
what's happening now is that um, Arsenal fans are believing more now in the rebuilding process. Now we're more in the we're more in the phase where we're not really saying, "Oh, give us um, a tough a top four spot by all me um, by <laughs> by hook or by crook," or we're not we're not that. And I think we, we've we've gradually let go of that entitlement, and we're understanding now that this is a rebuilding process, and a lot of it is going to depend on um, the youth. That we, that we, the, 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 the depth in, in youth that we have in, in the in the squad, and I think um, I think Ateta has shown as well with the with the with the players he's brought on board. He's shown the direction he's going, right? Yeah. Like you know, so by bringing on um, um, someone like Cedric and um, um, what's the other lad who's coming? Uh, it was a centre back. I, I can't remember his name, but yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the, yeah, the, the what's his name? Paul. I forget his name. I forget his name. Sorry, but yeah. the Brazilian, the the Pablo Pablo Mari. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. So Mari coming on board and and Cedric as well. I mean, Mari was an instant. We it was instant impact, right? Like it was clear to see why he came on. The defense looks uh, a completely different shape, and I think. Yeah, we're we're absolutely. I think the fans are right to 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 put faith in in Ateta. All right. I mean, well, I mean, thank, thanks a lot for, for providing that insight. And, and I know that, you know, time is uh, almost up. So um, we probably should maybe wrap it up at, at that point. And we'll definitely have to talk, you know, more in-depthly about what the future looks like for, for Arsenal sure. and, and what sure. uh, the EPL future is going to look like as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening to uh, the Busby Lane podcast. Uh, once again, guest Buka, uh, you know, check out his uh, Instagram, his uh, Facebook, yep. his... Uh, is, any, is anyone on Facebook anymore? But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, my audiobook, Memoirs of a Third World Millennial, is coming out in, um, in about two days. So... You guys just stay tuned and everything. I'll, I'll share the links and, over, and everything. Yeah. All right. Thanks, bro. Really appreciate it. Thanks. And stay safe and, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Cheers, man. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye.